My name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Welcome, everybody. It's time for another Hollywood Godfather podcast. And tonight's show is interesting and a little sad. We're going to talk about a friend of ours we lost. But before we do that, let's introduce the lady, Jeannie Raymond. Hello, everyone. So our co-host and my compadre, Pat Picciarelli, co-writer and friend. Friend is more important than the co-writer, but exactly. <laughs> so hi, everybody. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere, actually. Oh. All of us. Hello. With what's going on in this crazy world, to be up yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I know. People yeah. getting shot. Stay out of Maine. Maine seems to be a dangerous state. I'm going there on November 10th. My piano player last night called me. He had to close the gig. Jimmy Campy was playing. They closed the place down. He was 10 minutes away from it all. The town is still closed down. Yeah, for those of you who aren't aware, there was a uh, guy with a gun. He, he, he killed 18 people, wounded about 30. And he's uh, still on the loose. Yep. So oh my gosh. It, it, if you're in the Lewiston, Maine area, stay inside. Yeah, hello. Okay. So the well, the, the clothes and everything. As Johnny indicated, we're going to start off the show a little bit on a sad note. Right. Uh, a, a friend, Johnny knows him a lot more than me, but I, I, I've had an interaction with him. Uh, Burt Young, uh, the actor Burt Young, who was in numerous movies, so include the Rocky franchise and quite a few others. And uh, tell us what, what what you know about Bert. You know him a lot better than I did. Well, I knew Bert longer than most people because of the fact nobody realized Bert Young was born in Corona, New York. Quince. And one of the best friends was Tony Federici. Yeah. That's how long I know these guys, all that time. And then he had, like you're saying, the fame from Rocky and just he escalated his career. And he had a great resume and, and uh, unfortunately passed yeah. this week. For those of you who forgot, Tony Federici owned a very popular Italian restaurant in New York called the Parkside. In uh, Florida, and, where they all uh, I, 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 Every Thursday night, I never missed it. Wow. Asobuco night. Anyway, uh, I'm assuming Bert used to go there a lot. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. In fact, we have some photographs we're going to share. Uh, two different weddings. One of uh, Tony Federici's daughter's wedding and the second photograph Ironically, it was a couple of years later at his son's wedding. And there was, uh, you'll, you'll recognize a lot of famous people that came in respect to Tony and the family. Yeah, uh, I saw his last appearance as a, uh, a limited series on Netflix called Russian Doll. Uh, Natasha Leone plays the lead. She's very good. But anyway, uh, Bert plays a very limited role as a tenant in her building. He's in two episodes, but he, he comes and goes. Uh, that, that was his last role. And if you haven't seen the series, by the way, it's really good. Strange, but good. What's but, the name uh, of it again? Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Oh, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's been on, uh, up on Netflix probably for two years. Very oh, popular. Hmm. It takes place. You would think it takes place in Russia, but it takes place in the East Village of Manhattan. Uh, for the most part, and then it gets a little stranger after that. But I'm not going. I to guess the budget was a uh, limited budget. They didn't want. No, to it, was very, it, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was a high budget. Believe it or not. Oh. I mean, it. Uh, it. It. it uh, it's. There's a lot of dream sequences, and I don't want to go into it. But it's. It was very good. I watched it. Uh, in uh, one night, I binged the whole t t two seasons of it. It's very good. Mm -hmm. I ran into Bert Young, in a hotel. Uh, maybe you can uh, help me refresh my memory, Johnny. Hotel. Lexington Avenue, about 48th Street. Hmm. East side of the street. Lexington of 48th. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it took up most of the block. I don't even know if it's still there. But this had to be, well, I've been living here 30 years, so it had to be more than 30 years ago. Uh, uh, we used to hang out in the bar, a whole, a whole bunch of us weren't to go into names or anything, but celebrities came and went. And uh, oh, that was I remember that. Yeah, that was a yeah. great bar. I don't remember the hotel. Yeah, we, every you know, everybody that was anybody used to pass through that bar. It was very hot, very hot for a long time. Yeah, it's even it's the lobby of the hotel became hot because everybody yeah. overflow into that. Yeah. Anyway, it, it'll it'll come to me, and uh, we'll have a special show at three o'clock this morning when I remember it. All right. 
That's when I do my best thinking, Pat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The light will kick on. Okay, so we can chat when I can't sleep. You, you, thank you for bringing it That's up. Right. Yeah. And, I'm anyway, I'm talking about pens. I've been collecting uh, fountain pens, handmade pens. I mean, I'm, I'm not rabid about it. If, I, if every couple of years I come up with something that I like, uh, uh, that I will someday perhaps increase in value, or I, I buy it, but it's m- mostly fountain pens. So anyway, uh, Bert whips out this pen. There's the pen. Uh, Johnny recognized it right away. This is a Cartier oh, pen, pen with a with a uh, uh, sapphire stone black sapphire top, and in, in in the cap. A few years ago, I priced this, and it was then it was selling for like fifteen hundred. I mean, I, it's got to be over two thousand now, and I don't I don't know really, but I'm not going to sell it anyway. Under the circumstances that I got it, anyway, he, he, we we all had a couple of drinks. I guess that's why you go to a bar. And he whips out this pen. He says, "Yeah." <laughs> and I, I I thought he he meant you know take a look at it and try it out. It wrote beautifully. Not a fountain pen. It's a ballpoint. Uh, and I said, "Yeah, it writes writes really well. It's got a nice heft to it. I mean, this cap is gold. It weighs something, you know." Uh, I hand it back to him. He said, no, 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 it's yours. And I'm thinking, how many drinks did this guy have? You know, but, uh, and I'm saying, well, no, it's not mine. It's yours. So we went back and forth for 10 minutes. I said, please, you know, we both had a couple of drinks and I thank you very much. Uh, He was kind of insulted that I didn't take the pen. But I mean, he didn't, he didn't make a big thing out. He just shrugged his shoulders, put the pen away. And, you know, we continued to drink, talk. Other people came over. It was a great night, as it always was, in this bar that we can't remember the name of. Uh, Two weeks later, I get a package. There's the pen. He sent it to me. That's so this great. way, I with without a return address, may I add, so I, I couldn't return it. So I uh, got lost in the mail. That would have been hard trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess people that can afford these things don't care if it gets lost in the mail or not. I mean, I don't know. But well, he uh, really anyway, wasn't you know, living the glory life as yeah, I know him well because of its origin. Uh, and particularly now that 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 he passed away, I, I'm never going to get rid of this. I'll just pass it oh, on. No, anyway, that's my Bert Young story. I saw him now once, never saw him again. You got to give it to one of your grandchildren someday. I don't think I'll be around for my grandchildren, but who knows? <laughs> I tell you're, you what, you're a pessimist. What? The, why you have you got some, you got a disease we don't know about? <laughs> you have enough grandchildren to go around. Lend me oh, one or two. Believe me. Oh, yeah, I got one. All right, all right. Uh, so tonight, what are we doing, Jeannie? Well, hold on. I want to. I want to talk about Bert for just a minute because I read something that said he was an artist. Have either one of you ever seen any of his artwork? I haven't. Have you well, ever? when they say artist, you have to clarify that. Well, there, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw some paintings up, but he just did. Uh, there were paintings that I saw online. Oh, wow. I heard he was. I've never seen anything that he's done. No, no, I didn't know that one. Yeah. I will, I will pass that along when I run across it. Another thing I didn't know about him, he was a veteran, and or the, or he was a boxer. That and he was in the Marine Corps, and then he ended up being a boxer. And so it was just kind of funny to see uh, the different the different sides of this guy. Yeah, but he was a natural for Rocky. Maybe that's why they brought him in. Well, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people uh, back in the day, I'm not talking about the current crop of, and I'm using quotes, stars that started out boxing. Dean Martin was a, was a boxer. Uh, really? What was yeah. the name he fought under? I know it, but I can't remember it. But you remember. Kid, Kid, Kid Crockett. Kid Crockett. Kid Crockett. Yeah. And he used to wear a Davy Crockett hat into the ring. He thought he was a wrestler. <laughs> he was, I mean, and, and that's when he was working for the Purple Gang as a dealer. Did you know he was a dealer? Yeah, I, that, I, that I knew. Yeah. And they, yeah. they paid he to get his, yep. And he yeah, used to sing all the time, and they paid to get his nose done. You see his original nose? Looks like a five-pound general salami. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a, he had, you know what, they were also, uh, uh, they were a little bit leery about it because they felt if he got a nose job, his his voice might go. Exactly. You know, That's but it did. Spicy never got one. Do you know that? Huh? 
Streisand considered oh. getting a nose job. Yeah, oh, yeah. And her doctors told her don't do it, and she didn't. You know how long I know Barbara Streisand? Yeah. Are you friends? Well, we used to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know, I know too well from the neighborhood. <laughs> she, she doesn't have she doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, oh no, she's she's not very friendly. Let's put it that way. Well, she yeah. was filming a, a a movie on the West Side. This was quite a few years ago. I forgot, and she was so nasty to the uh, people who lived in the apartment buildings there. I mean, just a just a miserable person. Uh, there was one night they were filming on the street at night, and all the neighbors got together. Not all, but very many of them, and tossed eggs at her from like the sixth floor on the roof. They hated this broad. Because she was. Oh, no, so she's very nasty. Very, very nasty. Well, and she quit touring because she was afraid of people, afraid of being on the stage. Is that right? No, she has stage fright. Yeah, she's oh. getting this nauseous. Oh. She don't like to do. I mean, I was at I was at one of her shows that really benefited me. I was hosting for Tom Cantone and the Mohegan Sun a super booth in Barclay Center two or three years ago. And she announced that Bill and Hillary Clinton were in the audience because they're big fans of hers. And I, I had Clinton's Secret Service's phone number on my phone because I, we traveled together, which was another show we've done a while ago. So, you know, she does this whole thing and they, the, the room goes crazy. So I called Bobby, his guy. I said, Bobby, so you're in the room because he heard the same noise. I said, tell my friend I'm up in suite 123 Superbucks. Come on up. So I seen him, you know, lean over and talk to him. Then he leans over to Hillary. And next to both of them are getting up. He must have told him he was going to the bathroom. So I don't tell anybody in the Superbox that he may be coming up because I don't know if he'll show up. And who was there was the Indian chief who has all the licenses for the casinos for the Mohegan Sun. This was the first time I was hosting the box. He gave me 7,500 to come to the game, to the show, and host all these high rollers. So I'm playing it cool. The butler comes over and says, Mr. Russo, we have a guest who wants to see you. I says, let him in. And he's looking at me like, you know, you don't know who it is. I said, who cares? Because I know who it was. Now somebody's coming up late. And it was Bill Clinton. Well, as soon as he left, the chief came to me and he, he told Tom Cantone, I want him to host every high roller party we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you attract people like Bill Clinton. Hello. Not, but uh, yeah, getting back to Barbara Streisand, any, anybody that I ever talked to, anyone I was out in LA for a while, they just don't like her. I oh, mean, no. Uh, anyway, what do we have going for us tonight, Jeannie? Oh, gosh. Sorry, I got I got so enthralled watching you guys. I I lost track of what I was doing. I'm supposed oh, we to can understand that. We fascinate a lot of people. Yeah. That's right. In our own minds. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, I was trying to look up the hotel on whatever. So I got I got carried away looking at all the stuff you were talking about. So let me find our our love notes. Okay, while you're doing that, if you guys in love notes, I love that. If you guys forget Change my the name. Oh, fancy. This was my, this is the only thing I took away from a 20-year teaching career. My desk sign. A doctor. Okay. Doctor. That's that's fun. Yeah, if, okay. if you have anything that ails Eugenie, see me after the show. I will get right with it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right, hold on. It's it's coming back up. I got too many, too many things um looking at me here. All right. Here we go. I'm getting that. This is for Patrick. So what? What'd you say? I said, I love you. You're so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to delay us. All right. Patrick, my brother bought me. Oh, sorry. From James. Yeah. I don't want to leave that out. Patrick, my brother bought me a book called Steel City Mafia, published in April 2023, written by Paul Hodos, a former FBI analyst. It is very detailed and goes back to the mid-1920s when it became organized. Can you get the author for an interview? So the author, Paul Hodos? Have you heard well, of him? 
Funny you should bring this up, James. But uh, Mr. Hodos will be on the show next week. Oh, fantastic. Uh, is that the guy you got? That's the guy we got, yeah. Perfect. So uh, you, awesome. you, you folks who, who ask us to perhaps have a show on certain people, well, this is an example of your wish coming true. So he'll be, on, awesome. he'll be on to discuss his book, Steel City Mafia, which is about organized crime in Pittsburgh. I've, I've been living here for a while, and I mean, I always call it disorganized crime because nobody knows what the hell they're doing around here. You can open up any kind of illegal business you want. Nobody will bother you. However, 20 years back, and uh, like from the last of the 80s or the beginning of the 90s, back into the 1920s, this was a very respected organized crime, if you can use those two words in the same sentence, a very respected organized crime town, which wielded a lot of power. So well, I'm about why that happened, don't you? Well, they were connected to the uh, Genovese family in New York. That certainly helped. But they well, branched I'm out. I'm going to tell you why. Because I know, because but, Mr. Costello told me, yeah. they went there and organized it during Prohibition. Yeah. They were making millions over there. I don't know what happened after that Prohibition. Well, I, I, they were the only organized crime family which openly permitted drug dealing. Oh. And, and, and their power stretched all across the state, uh, down in, in, into uh, the Virginias, Western Virginia. They had a lot of power. We'll, we'll get into it when we uh, okay. interview the author. It's uh, I'm about halfway through the book, but uh, we're going to record next week. He probably won't be on for another week or two. Uh, and, but just uh, consult the website, James, and anybody else who's interested. It's going to be an interesting show because, it's, I tell you, it was an eye-opener to see uh, how, how they organized this area of the country. So, your wish has come true, James. See you in a couple well, of weeks. Yeah. yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, and he said the the author also mentions FBI agent Roger Greenback as leading the fight against the Pittsburgh mob, which yeah. he seemed to extend from Steuben, Steubenville, Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio, and Altoona, PA. And points south, they also had the Virginias. Uh, it, it, you'll wait for the show. You'll, you'll find. In fact, this may extend to, to part one, part two. Gianni and I were discussing that before we went on the air, but it'll be an interesting show. And once again, anybody that has show ideas, we've mentioned this in the past. Let us know. Well, I'll give you a little a little sneak peek. He says it mentions the Genovese family uh, represented it on the commission and had some control on them. So yeah, well, oh, Genovese, the head of the uh, the head of the uh, Genovese. The head of the, Pittsburgh, head of the Pittsburgh Mafia was Mike Genovese. Yeah, yeah, you could you could keep talking because <laughs> yeah. you're going to give the whole show away. Wait till oh, the so, comes there's on. so much on this stuff. But anyway, yeah. All right. all right, that's all. Next email. Go ahead. That's all. All right. So this is also from James. James, keep them coming. Thanks for writing in. It said this one's for me, Jeannie. Great job stepping in with Patrick and Gianni. Thanks for the Ogden show. I visited the town on a winter trip 15 months ago because it was close to ski resorts. While there, I discovered Ogden's past as a town with so much crime, it was dubbed Little Chicago. It is a nice town, though. I ate in, ate in an Italian place called Stella's on 25th Street. And 25th Street was the street that we talked about so much. So, uh, I and I just saw it the other day. But he said, to use the restroom, you have to take an elevator to the basement. Outside the elevator is a door that reads maintenance. And inside is a superbly restored speakeasy from the 1920s with pictures of the patrons on the wall. My understanding is bootleg liquor would come in tunnels from the train station to establishments like this. Ogden is also where the Browning machine guns, machine guns, excuse me, was invented, which did a lot of damage in World War II. So I'm going to lunch at Stella's right directly. I'm going to go check yeah. out the speakeasy. So I'll send you some pictures. Okay. Well, thanks for the upgrade on uh, on Ogden. If, if we moving get, around. Moving yeah. right along. <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. All right. So Gianni, this is for you from Stefano. Hi, Gianni. Did you ever come across a guy named Wilf Pine? one of only two Englishmen to be allowed into the American Mafia. Wilf became the adopted son of Joey Pagano, 
the head of one of major New York crime families. Don't know what year you're talking about. Um, yeah, he didn't mention it. No, I don't know. Well, well you know, when, when, when Stefano uh, uh, mentions that he was the only person in the mafia, he's probably talking about an associate. Because I don't know too many Englishmen in the mob. Do you, uh, Johnny? No. 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 Okay. So a he's probably of, associate. you know, <laughs> associates outnumber actual made men. At the, oh, my God. Yeah. Look to the you, Gambino. They let him in because they were making money for them. The, the Gambino right. have anywhere between 800 and 1,200 made men, but two to 3,000 associates. Right. Oh, wow. You can make money for them. You can be a Martian uh, and you're in just as long as. Do, do earn. Yeah. making him some dough. That's yeah, just not it. Bring the money in. That's what it's about. But you can't get made. Tidings on Sunday, and they weren't. They weren't Mormons. They didn't want yeah. those kind of tidings. Yeah, you have your father, has to, father has to be Italian these days to get made. It used to be your father and your mother, but uh, they ran out of recruits, I guess, and now it's your own, only your father. They started running out of people, shot too many well, that, people. Well, that's not true. You know, I'm going to tell you why. Because when John Gotti made his son, the whole world got crazy with that because his mother's Jewish. Yeah. Oh. So uh, you're saying now they let anybody. And no, no, they, no, no, I'm not saying that. What I said was your father has to be Italian, not your mother. I'm saying that, his mother's Jewish. That's why they're crazy. So I know. No, they can't let him know. No, I'm saying the commission went crazy when John made his son because he couldn't be because the wife was Jewish. Oh. Current rule. That you know, it also depends on, on the family. But they will allow you to be made if your father is Italian in some in, in some group. Some of you got mafia of oh, okay. well, the country. I'm talking about the real guys, not the Yeah, well, it, it, it's very... <laughs> Uh, not not me. I just left Sicily. They just told me the rules again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the rules change all the time. But uh, the rules, put it this way, have relaxed. It used to be both sides Sicilian. That's been gone for years. Uh, you know, I mean, they need people. They they have to relax the rules a bit. That's all. Okay. Next Moving question. Right along. Yeah. I was going to say the Mormon Church has let in a few more people than they used to as well. Well, I want to let me in. Next question. Okay, let's see. We got past that. This again is for Gianni. Love the podcast and listen to it every day. Currently on episode 54. Keep it up. Two questions. There were many crazy guys that would pull guns and knives and do some nasty stuff. But of of all the people you met over the all over the nation, who do you Okay, this guy has some writing issues. Who do you know? I'm going to throw a word in there. Who do you know who were just downright tough with their fists? Tommy Bellotti and Joe Bellotti, the Bellotti brothers. They used their hands. In fact, he was Paul Castellano's underboss, got shot down in front of Sparks. And the day they shot him, John Gotti brought Joe Bellotti in and said, Joe, are you going to? try to avenge your brother's death? And he said, no. He said, good, you said, good thing you said no, because we're going to kill you now. Yeah. <laughs> they knew Joe was crazy. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen it, those of you out in Radio Land, Netflix just dropped a documentary called Get Gotti. It's a three-part series. And, you know, those of us who know the mob, Johnny and I and whoever else is listening to this, well, I've heard this story so many times how they locked them up. They did a very good job. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And I knew most of the facts, as you know, we all do who have been in this business, whether it be from one side or the law enforcement side. But they came up with a bunch of new commentators. Uh, and it, it, it's it's a really good series. Three parts, check it out. Do, do they mention Joe Coffey as the arresting officer every time? No, no. So that's, uh, that's something else. They left out. Anybody that was involved in any other John Gotti documentary, they're not in there. They're all new people, and that's no. what made it. That's what made it pretty good. I I, I enjoyed it. The writing was good, and uh, they had a couple of new insights with uh, Gotti. They didn't mention a lot of things because it's already been mentioned. Uh, right. So uh, anyway, check it out. It's called Get Gotti. Get Gotti and on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. 
I, I did. I saw the first uh, first episode of that. So I always I always watch it, and then I think, okay, I got to run it past you guys, see what was, you know, how legit everything was. So let's see. Why would we know? Man, we don't know anything. Hey, we weren't there. Know? Yeah. We had no witnesses. Oh. We were it, we're out of town that day, right, Johnny? We're out of town. Yes. Uh, my friend and I at work, if things come up, our saying is we were at church. Okay. <laughs> we were perhaps, at church. perhaps Gianni could say that, but I, I would never get away with that. We're right, right. No, that's funny. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, before we go any further, what say we oh. take a commercial break? All right, please. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere because you know we know where you live. We are pleased to announce the publication of a new book series from Gianni Russo and Patrick Piccarelli entitled The Sixth Family. When the alleged daughter of Marilyn Monroe asks for help, Gianni Russo becomes entangled in a web of lies and violence in the search for the late actress's diary. Soon, he is enmeshed in a mystery that involves a presidential candidate, a disgruntled Mafia Copo, a retired NYPD detective, and the past of Mafia boss Frank Costello. Russo must race against the clock to stop a hostile reorganization of the American Mafia while trying to stay one step ahead of a faceless killer. While listening to this book, skillfully read by Gianni himself, the listener will have to determine what is true and what is fiction. Or as Gianni says before this epic story begins, this book is a work of fiction, except for the parts that are true. Look out for the second installment of this exciting new series coming in 2023. The Sixth Family. Book One is available now on Amazon.com. We're back. More letters, darling. All right. Yeah, this one is for me from Phil. It says, hi, Jeannie. You are great on the show. Thank you. I have a question about one of, oh, let's see. Are we, hold on. Don't, don't uh, get personal with them now on the radio. No, we, we, you know what? I we think, want to yeah, get I think we already did that one. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right. Moving so, <laughs> sorry. Let's let's go. Okay, for everyone. Hey guys, I've been listening from the beginning. I love everything you guys talk about. I've read both of your books and look forward to the next one in the series. I live in Massachusetts. Sadly, I missed the show in Arlington, but I heard that you have one in Newport coming up. How do I purchase tickets to the Newport event? Also, do you plan on coming back to Massachusetts for another show? I'll be at the, the show. What? When does the show air? When's the show air? Pat? Um, uh, okay, yeah. November tenth. Oh, I'm at the Elks Lodge in Portland, Maine. Get your tickets fast because it's almost sold out. I was just there in July, and they're bringing me back already. I love Portland. Yeah. Well, that's uh, this is Nick who is asking. But he has another also he wanted to throw in here. Also, when I was a kid, I was told about a guy down the road that used to fly junkets to Vegas named Bobby DiNapoli. Did you know him? DiNapoli. DiNapoli? Yeah, we're going to make you an Italian yet. That's right. That's right. Give me me a few months and then I'll have them all down. Okay. We're going to have to teach you how to curse in Italian too. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I didn't I, know the guy. I mean, there was a lot of guys bringing junkets into to Vegas, and uh, they they what they needed to fill planes. So when they started to get a little weak, they would have other people bring 20, 30 people on. Okay. okay. Well, and then he said, "Thank you. Look forward to seeing you at one of your next shows." So again, Nick, that's that's where November you're. November tenth, Elks Lodge, Portland, okay. Maine. Be quick. And he also he also mentioned the books, and we keep getting emails about the latest book. It basically comes down, and I'm paraphrasing. Where the hell is it? Well, for those of you who didn't listen to the show a couple of weeks ago, we we removed it from sale, uh, and we can't tell you why. So there. Anyway, 
Uh, it's be very positive when it comes back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're involved. We're involved in a in a in a project uh, that involves the book, and uh, the people who were involved with told us to take it uh, offline, which we did today. We got some good news. This project is moving forward. And uh, within the next week, or maybe a little more, and I'm quoting the email that Gianni and I got, uh, we will know a lot more. And once we know, we will share it. We can say this. This book is coming back in one form or another. But that's all we can say at this point. Right. All good, though. All good. So good. All good news, which is good news. Oh. All right, this is from Gaetano Grillo. Hello, Gianni. My name is Gaetano. Am I saying that right? Gaetano, yeah. Gaetano, yeah. All right. Grillo, and you and I share a small branch of the family tree. Your sister Joanne was married to my father's first cousin, Angelo. Angelo Latona. Absolutely. See, you're, you're going to help me read this. Yahoo. Oh, that's going to oh, be my, a- he died. That's my brother-in-law. He died a tragic death. Oh. While my sister was holding his hand, they got in an accident on Staten Island, and he was being a gentleman to drive my sister to her doctor's appointment. The car rolled over, and he got crushed with the roll bar of the car. That's supposed to save your life. I know. Yeah. The opposite. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister held his hand until he expired. They, uh, were, they were childhood sweethearts. Uh, yeah, was, she hurt, was she hurt badly, Johnny? She not even hurt at all. Jeez, man. She wasn't hurt at all. Oh, okay, you got to listen to the rest of this. Well, right. I'm glad. Do you, do you recognize this guy's name? No. I mean, he said he was a cousin to Angelo Latona. Oh, okay. He, I, okay, he met, let's see, um, Angelo Latona. Angelo. Latona, okay. My dad was Calogero. Come on now. You're killing me. Somebody help me. Pat, what would that be? Calogero. Okay. Charlie. Calogero. I know him. Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. Right. They were the kind of this kid was a little kid by that time. It was nobody, a little little kid. I know this guy. I met Oh, great. No. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are helping me on these names. So yeah. even Pat, oh, even Pat missed that one, but he wasn't reading it. But he went by oh, Charlie. Yeah. Well, let me say something. The, the Latona family is very, very old Sicilian family. That's these are all Sicilian names that they're saying. That, that's the fun. Well, well, that's oh, fun. Yeah. This guy will be thrilled that you you remember these people. I know so the whole anyway, family. Yeah. That's fantastic. My uh, the dad Charlie and my mom's name is Anne Marie. My uncles are Joe and Sal Grillo. My uncle Sal is married to Karen Bellotti. How'd I do on that one, guys? You know Karen Bellotti is, right? No. We were just talking about Tommy Bellotti's daughter. That's married to the Where's the Money guy. I remember. Hello. Tommy Bellotti was driving Paul Castellano when they both got killed in 1985. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. All right, we're, get, we're getting too many. This is full circle now where the emails go. It's, uh, it's like a soap belly. That's right. We're I'm getting sure everybody I'm involved. Right. We want everybody to feel part of the part well, of we the should, We should be indicted about two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said anything yeah, guys, bad. Look, hey, Jeannie, do association, Jeannie. Association. You know what, Jeannie? The FBI has been looking for these people for 20 years. You just turned them in. Oh gosh, I know nothing. I was at church. Remember, we just <laughs> went over there. All right. My grandparents used to live on Jerome Avenue in South Beach, Staten Island. Oh. We met many years ago, and I was just a young boy before you were in The Godfather. Didn't I say that? I met this yeah, kid exactly young what you said. I do remember you coming to my grandparents' house with Angelo and Joanne and their kids. You may not remember us. It was a long time ago. I just wanted to reach out to you and tell you what an honor it is to have you in my memories growing up. Every time I watch The Godfather, I always say to whoever is with me that you're my dad's cousin, especially in the fight scene. Angelo and his daughter are in the background watching the film. That's right. I put them in. I put them in the movie. 
Yeah. Oh, how fun! I love. They this. were on the stoop. They were on the stoop, and my my niece Joanne. I had everybody in that movie. I had oh, every cousin of mine. I put everybody in the movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, this will be fun. He'll, I'm I'm excited for for him that he's going to hear all of this and that you remember him. I'm sure that's going to be fun for him. He says, I absolutely love the podcast and hearing the history you have is incredible. I wish I would have reached out to you years ago. It would be great to hear from you. If you ever are in the Poconos PA, let me know. It would be an absolute pleasure to get together. I haven't been to the Poconos since I'm like five years old. (laughs) If you haven't been to the Poconos, you'll know why. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that is awesome. All right. These now, are long emails. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're testing me with the names and trying to keep they're, track. They're like 90-minute episodes here. That's right. It's going to run us right out of time. Wait until she All gets right. to the next one. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Get, get Take a seat. Here we go. Um, this is to everyone. It's from Joe. Hello, all. I've been hearing a lot from Curtis Silla. On the radio about oh, that the red the red beret. Oh, oh no. Okay. Yes. Okay. About uh, his protesting the migrant crisis in the city. Patrick, as an ex-cop, what is your impression of him, of his career as the head of the Guardian Angels? Oh, okay. I I I, I knew him pretty well when I was. Uh, we shouldn't even comment on this because you know well, what. It's getting too close to us, though. I don't care what question. John Casabatidis, he works for ABC Radio. I Mark, I know the whole family. That was, see, there's certain things. I I think now that we're in the media business, I would like only people to talk nice about us. I know they're not going to, but I mean, we start talking about that whole ABC Radio. <laughs> I mean, it's really. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's got a show on Saturday mornings, right? I know. No, he's a. No, Kazimatidis owns the radio station. Well, he, who's his partner? He has no partner. Sliwa has a co-host. Who? Sliwa has a co-host. Oh, please. I don't even want to talk about that guy now. I don't know the guy. I'm asking you. Well, that, his partner. Well, no. See, that's what I'm saying. It would be very negative to be talking about okay. his partner. Who's uh, there's, really a, there's, there's a question at the end of this uh, email. that has nothing to do with his current position. Jeannie, go ahead. Um, at the end of, let's see, that it talks about the assassination, the mob assassination. No. Or Claire the attempt life about 20 years ago when he was, uh, he, he got into the backseat of a car and they tried and they tried to shoot him. Oh, that's when he was talking about God. He was going. Gotti Jr. Yeah. Gotti Jr. Oh. Yeah, yeah. there was a. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We're opening a can of worms. We, 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 it's all hearsay. We don't know. All right. Go to the next one. No, we can't do all this. Right. We're going to put ourselves in a lawsuit. Nice. We, that, I know that's the thing. I, I told my friends, I said, you know, we could use some reviews and, and uh, five-star reviews and some ratings. Get on there and talk nice. We want nice people. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, they're all close friends of ours. Oh, okay. And, and Margo and John Casamatidis owns the station. And I know I mean, I know that whole group, believe me. They're right down the block. 803rd Avenue is their location. <laughs> that's a radio station? Yep. No, that's the, the address of the radio station. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yep. All right. So um, let's see. Slide on past there. Um, all right. I just wanted to send a note to thank you for doing the podcast with John Nail. What a wonderful man taking on this job pro bono. My friends and I have spent a few years, or excuse me, a few hours with Dennis the day before he was arrested. Wait, nobody knows what we're talking about here. Right, right. It It, it is oh. going back to the... Um, to the podcast we did with the John Nell, the attorney, on the Dennis Duchesne case, the one that's in prison. The guy and she's trying so, to get out. Yeah. Yeah. This gal is has been trying to help get him freed for a long time and, and wanted to thank us for um having John Nell on the show. So she just said, I started an 
an organization called Trial and Error in 1989 after the trial. The evidence was lacking, and I, being a small country farm girl, knew something was wrong, and I knew nothing about the law. I posted my first meeting asking folks if they thought DeShane did not get a fair trial and to please attend the meeting. 62 people attended. Since then, I kept the organization going and raising funds to continue providing uh, providing Dennis. Gosh, sorry. Some of these lines get out of whack. Let's see. Oh, to proving Dennis was innocent. I'm so sorry. This is where I met James Moore, a retired ATF agent, and he would investigate and prove to Shane was guilty. Within weeks, I mailed, I mailed the trial transcripts, etc. Needless to say, he knew in no time that Dennis had been railroaded. Mr. Moore wrote three books for us in support of Dennis. Sadly, he passed away in December. I've had thousands of supporters. I got Barry Sheck and Peter Newfield of the Innocence Project involved in 1992 to get the nails tested which showed Sarah had type A male DNA. That was enough for them to continue to keep the case alive. The expenses were deadly, but I pushed through with any event that I could to make this fundraiser to afford the lawyers, the DNAs, etc. The organization became a nonprofit in 2003. There are a few things on the podcast that John may have forgotten and I wish to mention. The stepdad. I, you know, that's that's enough about this. Seriously. Okay. No, we need to be on. How is these people? We're, 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 thank you for all you did. All and right. Keep up the good work getting people out of jail. Next. Well, you know, uh, They're sending books here. They're writing books to us now. Yeah, well, you know. Well, she just wanted to put in some information that. Um, oh, no, the, to, to broadcast to what they're getting money. Yeah, great. No, you, great. you know, the, the, the key here is the Innocence Project got involved with us in 1992. They, they didn't take the case, and there's a reason for it. All right. You know, if there's. If, if, if the Innocence Project, the Innocence Project uh, takes on lost causes, people doing life, people on death row. If, if, if they think there's even a chance of getting them off, they'll take the case. Uh, if they don't, they're not going to take it. And they haven't, they just abandoned this case. There's always two, two or three sides to every story, you know, his, hers, and the truth. We don't right. know. And, and we can't continue to have guests on talking about the same show. We did, uh, we did two episodes on it. I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're wasting valuable time for people who we haven't spoken to and this is belated i mean uh what was the word i'm looking for uh, uh what's the word that you when you overdo something oh beating, that's a couple what's of words okay but uh yeah we, we, you know, <laughs> we, we can't you know it, people are going to see shows and they're going to say well i have something to add what, right what's, what's yeah they're going to keep on going Hold on. ongoing and timely uh, like right. we've had Mark Shaw on several times because his stuff is time. He's coming up with new evidence and he talks about what he's recently found out. That's yeah. what we've had him on four times. But right. this is, you know, we, uh, uh well, opinions. That's it. Well, this is just the one thing she wanted to say that, um, there was some other, uh, Jeannie. Coming yeah. up. Jeannie. That's all. Jeannie. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, ready. <laughs> no one, I don't want to hear one more thing. Yeah. Move on. There's one more thing. It's another email. Okay. Oh, another email. You know yeah. There's I one more. Wanted, <laughs> wanted to tell you one more thing. I'm saying, wait a minute. One more thing. One more thing. Uh, can't be shushing me. I got one to go, man. Totally right. got, no, I'm not saying I'm talking about if you want to be talking about that lady. All right. I, I'm, I've, I've moved past it. I've been moving on for a minute here. <laughs> Pat, and <laughs> Pat and Gianni. I want to drink what you're drinking. Before we go on, we all should have whatever you have it. I well, I don't have any Corleone vodka. I'm just saying. I I'll tell you what I do not have. I just you saying. will you will be having it shortly. I'm sending. All right. I'm just seizing you. All right. Uh, Pat and Gianni, could either of you gentlemen explain how the gas tax scam in the 1980s worked? I've read a few conflicting articles regarding who started it and how it worked. Some said the Russian mob originated the scam and later included the Italians. Other writers say the opposite. None of the articles were referenced, so I don't know who to believe. 
Well, we would talk, Johnny and I would talk about doing a show on organized crime scams. I don't know if we're ever going to do it or not, but to answer this question, I mean, I've been reading up on this probably as, uh, just as long as whoever wrote that uh, email. Yeah. The, the Russians came up with the idea, uh, and it was a, a, br a brilliant idea to rip off the sales tax on gasoline. That's simple enough. Uh, but the state had rules. This happened in New York State. Uh, New York State had, had 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 rules that the gas stations had to pay uh, taxes twice a year on this. So the uh, Russians came up with the idea that they were going to start gas wholesale businesses. The gas wholesalers only had to pay taxes once a year. But during that, if you can follow this, during that one year, if one wholesaler sold their business to another wholesaler, another year was tacked on and so on and so forth. So they invented, just on paper, 10 wholesalers, and they kept on passing the, the ownership of these uh, uh, of these gas stores from one to another, so they never had to pay taxes. The taxes didn't catch up to them. Bottom line was, they were making between eight and $10 million a week. Oh, a week. Now, yeah. the, Italian, the Italians here with this. But let's stay out of the Italians now, because I know who you're going to bring up, and well, we no, can no. talk about them. This is this is all published stuff. I don't, uh, but I don't want to be talking about. It. I, I'm still close to these people. Right. All I was going to say was three families got involved. Oh, I do. Well, let's not mention names. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm not mentioning any names. Oh, please, thank I'm you. Not uh, we're, we're becoming uh, investigating reporters here. This <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names. I'm not indicting anybody. I'm just saying <clears> how this worked. The 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 three Italian families got involved. They were one big happy family. Too much money to go around. Okay, eventually, as every other scam uh, happens with every other scam, it fell apart. Uh, people went to jail, and that was the end of it. But it was the Russians who thought of it, and everybody made money. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. Yep. Moving right along. <laughs> we, I mean, we, should, we should maybe censor these letters before we read them. <laughs> That's right. Why are you yelling at me to, to not read? Well, I'm not yelling. I'm just wanting to slow, close it down when we're getting into legal technique. You know, we're, we're making statements. They'll get a lawyer and sue us. I'm not That's making these we have a public, I don't know anything. No, no, no. I'm not talking about I know. I know. Talking about so we I'm, have I'm a, a public platform that they don't have. We're exploiting right. facts that we think are facts. They may not be facts. True. That's all I'm saying. I don't need any of that stuff. Okay, then. Any more? This is a question that one of my friends just asked me after our um, one about Ogden, which we're not going to talk about again, but I want to know, have you heard of the D.I. Ranch, Gianni? No. They said it, it's a ranch uh, that was owned by, oh, my gosh, I just told you who it was, Pat. Who was it? Mo Dalitz. Mo Dalitz, sorry. Well, Mo, Mo Dalitz owned a lot of things. Mo yeah. Dalitz was Bialansky's guy in Vegas. Yeah, they said the ranch was um, out there, and he it, he had it for fifteen years. We could have, well, you know, he operated without a gaming license in Nevada, a hotel and casino, for forty years, till he died. Okay. They never got him to license. They left him alone. So Mo Dalitz is doing anything he wants in Vegas. And now the only reason I'm talking about him, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. We're safe. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the the end of the road with the love notes, the mailbag. All right. Very good job, though. You know, there's a, it's a, it, it, we're going to get a lot of letters and cards in this one, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, right. then. So what 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 could our audiences look forward to that show you're talking about about uh, maybe a two-parter? Oh yeah, well like I said, oh. how the mafia operated in in Pittsburgh. I I learned I live here. I, I live in Pittsburgh. Uh, I I didn't know how powerful the mob was. Going to be an interesting show. I mean they 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 had a far very far reach. Uh, but you know, I don't want to get into it now because we're going to yeah. talk. It, it it's going to be at least one part may go may go into two parts. A lot of crazy people living out here. Must be the, the clean air. 
I mean, some of these some of these guys were really out of their minds. I mean, I thought some of the uh, New York people were crazy. Doesn't uh, doesn't yeah, hard to find. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. I thought you were in the witness protection program when I found out. Well, that's what I tell everybody. I'm, I'm serious. Now people say, gee, you talk funny. I said, that's not me who talks funny. It's you who talks funny. That yeah. said, uh, I tell them I'm in the witness protection program, and I say it with a straight face. You they know, probably so, believe you, though. No, they believe it. Yeah, yeah, some people believe it. I mean, I've been, I've been here too long, you know, but now uh, I guess some of them do. I get a laugh out of it. Anyway. Now you're in the you're kind of hidden in the countryside, right? Kind of hidden, yeah. Kind of hidden. Back my kids he really time, is hidden. The first time I took my kids to New York, it's a monthly show where I was born and raised in Little Italy. It's the first time they ever saw sidewalks. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I can understand that. Sidewalks and good Italian food. They were amazed. They thought the uh garbage that they have around here. Long, talk about getting letters. <laughs> yeah, the, uh -oh. uh, <laughs> put it this way: the, the the food around here does not compare to what I was used to in New York. And my father, no, was the food out there is called Italian. <laughs> yeah, Italian, exactly. My <laughs> tomato sauce. I'm not impressed. Anyway, tell me uh, what yeah. that Bosch is. What's that? The what? Which? The meal you just said, garbage. Garbage, garbage. I Bobby. thought it was really a, a meal. <laughs> I didn't hear what you called it. The garbage. garbage. I know what garbage is. Oh, there you go. I was like, well, that's what I didn't. <laughs> that's a good one to close on. You probably have garbage parmesan, I'm, I'm sure. Right? In fact, I've had it around here numerous times. You know? Oh, my word. That was yes. funny. Okay. Well, I, um, I had a lot of people love our show last week. Good. And, um, Talking about your uh, your food that you made was it the hoghead, the hoghead, the gabuzel, yeah, and the, the sheep, yeah. yeah, the lamb's heads, and cut them in half. Yeah, my grandpa and fight my over. My mom sat eyes. on my couch, and I put you guys, I put it on the TV, and she knows what a weirdo I am because I don't really like meat, and so we watched it, and I fast forwarded it to the part where we were talking about the food. And she was cracking up. She thought it was hilarious because she knew I was turning green going, oh, gosh, quit talking about that. But she really enjoyed it. It was fun. So, uh, Gianni, uh, Gabuzel is uh, 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 sheep heads, right? No, yeah, lamb's heads, they call them. Lamb's heads, all right, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you I cut them in with a bandsaw. You get garlic and breadcrumb and stuff it all up and bake them and then eat. Yeah, the only thing they have to do around here with animals and 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 and, uh, and sheep is some of the farmers have sex with the sheep. You know, I, <laughs> in fact, I, I I asked the farmer. You know, I mean, I want to know. I'm a very curious guy, so I asked. I said, "Did you ever have sex with a sheep?" And he said, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm assuming that meant no. So I mean, I believed them. You know. Well, let me tell you. You know what? Maybe maybe the goat. I, I have. I went up to a friend's house and there was a goat there who had been around forever and ever. And I was walk. I hope my daughter's not listening because I'll be in trouble. Um, I was holding her baby. She's one. And I walked by and the goat just kind of stood up on her back legs. And I'm it's like, what was that about? And I didn't really think much about it. And I walked a few more steps and that goat stood straight up erect and just looked me straight in the eye, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And, and, and <laughs> I've never seen her do that. Oh well, well I, I I know what the reason is. You, you should she have asked heard me. Oh, story. Well, I would have told you right away. The goat <laughs> has excellent taste in women. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I I picked up a solar light and chucked it at her. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to get attacked by a goat, but I thought it was because of Gianni's uh, what he was talking about for dinner. Are you sure there was no like love connection here and a certain things you're not telling us? No, I don't I don't think so. I think it was no, worried okay. it'd be goat head stew. Are or... we still on the air? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. Is you, I is think it's time to say goodnight. Good night, well, Jeannie. <laughs> let's let's call this the after show, but we are gonna have to go now, folks. Yes, please. Thank you for tolerating us. God bless you all, and we'll be on the radio next week. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. That's a wrap. 53 minutes. I know. So what's the exit? Oh. We're doing another show now? 
Well, yeah, but you, you wanted to do the show about the uh, hostage situation. I mean, uh, yeah, going to be a short one. Okay. Why is it going to be short? One? I mean, sure, it's not going to be fifty-three minutes. I'll tell you that right now. Well, this should have been forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it just this, or did we have something else we were talking about? Is nope, it just that's this? it. Yeah, that's okay. It. Well, let's okay. think about it. What we have that. The only reason I thought we could do a whole show on it before we go on the air is you know how these hostage situations. I do, I do. Work. But what we have to start out with is is why this, why the hostages were taken to begin with. Why did the war start? Why all of a sudden? Uh, and what's going to be the ramifications of it? Why, for instance, you know, you're asking about hostages and how do they pick who the hostages are? They're going to be let go. The terrorists have five categories of hostages, and we could get into that, but. Uh, why do we have aircraft carriers off the coast of uh, Israel? You know, that's a question. We don't have troops on that boat, so the, you know what, what's 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 the answer to that? So yeah, we we can we can talk about uh, what's going on there definitely. Well, then may, maybe we shouldn't do it. We have two shows coming with this other guy next week. We do, yeah. And we are far enough ahead, right? Well, you, well, with this one, we're about we're a week ahead. Now we'll be two more ahead. We'll be three weeks ahead. So let me tell you, I will tell you one thing, Gianni. Um, you know how I told you my son's friend was killed over there? Right. Um, they. I talked to uh, one of the very good friends today. Uh, not that we have to use this, just, just was going to um, tell you and, and asked him a little bit about it. And he said, you know, because they were on the phone with their son and he died saving other people's lives. And was killed while he was talking to his parents on the phone. Um, they just brought his body over here. It uh, cost like twenty thousand or $20,000 to get his body shipped back here or, or to, to cost Canada. Them, cost them that money? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I was surprised and, that I, I would figure our embassy would have sent Americans back. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know who paid what, but they yeah. – um, they – so they got him back and they did have his services today. So yeah. it, it was. All right. Let's, let's just go forward on the, that guy's two shows. I mean, I okay. don't think yeah, yeah. Well, he already knows too he's, morbid. He already knows he's doing one. I spoke to him and I'm sure he'll want to tell the whole story because he's got so much in here. Let's it's, do it. Then. All right. Well, another great show. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm what sure we get a lot of phone calls on this, or letters anyway. What number is this? Um, Jesus. 14 to, uh, what's the, I could tell you. No, it's got to be two or 300. No, no it's, it's like 214 or something like that. Oh, no, no, way, way past that. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, I thought the end of it was, I'm going I'm to look it up right now because I listen to them and I share them with all my friends. Thank you. My pleasure. So you're the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 243. So, so it's 244. I had the four right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, a very enjoyable evening. And, yes, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm dying to hear from uh, from our, uh, our new best friend, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing a show here on... Uh, November 2nd, just so you all know, in London, from here, 20 million followers. Oh, my gosh. Maybe in passing, you can mention you have a podcast. They're, that's why they're talking about us. I know. They heard us on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, great. So we're going to pick those, those numbers up fast. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yes. Okay, everybody. Right. Thank you so much, all of you, and have a great weekend. You Today as well. Have weekend. a good show. I will be in touch. Well, I'm doing the show on the 10th. Of oh. November. Yeah. We'll talk Clark, next just, week. Just, just have a good day then. Clark, okay. You too. Good all right. Good night, night, everybody. Thank you. And that was that. But I'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. 
Do you have a question for the mailbag? We love hearing from our fans and answering questions about past or future episodes, your favorite celebrities, or anything you'd like to know. Submit your questions online at HollywoodGodfatherPodcast.com or you can call us at 646-776-3038 and leave us a message. Who knows, your question may even make it on the air. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hollywood Godfather and at Real Gianni Russo. If you like our show and you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on your podcast or video streaming service. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Now we'll be back next week with a new exciting show and who knows who may be joining us. Until next time. Never get too old to have a little fun. Come on, I'm Gianni Russo. A genuine one of a kind. What a ride it's been, this life of mine. And I ain't done yet. I'll be back until next time. And that was that.